Hello, Hello, sacred beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Tana Lina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. Sacred Beings. This is your host, Hanalina, and today I'm really excited to have this solo show with you and be sitting with you. Wow, we've been experiencing a huge surge here at Sacred Sister Podcast. The listenership increased by over 33% just within these last couple of weeks. And it's been absolutely amazing for Brett and me. <laughs> we are so excited to know that this powerful medicine that is woven within each and every episode here on Sacred Sister Podcast is being shared around the world with beings who are thirsting for deep connection, magic, healing, and meaning in life. So a big, big, big thank you to you who is writing reviews, leaving us ratings, and sharing our episodes on social media or with your loved ones. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is one of the best ways of supporting Sacred Sister Podcasts. And if you found yourself really taking anything from any episode here that has blessed you, that has helped you in your life, that has helped you feel better about yourself, about where you're at, understand yourself on a deeper level, in whatever way it has blessed you, this is the way to support us leaving a review and a rating at either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and sharing the magic with others who are in need of it. So thank you so much for doing your part in normalizing the magic and sacralizing the mundane. And now we're going into the topic of this episode. <gasps> and that is extraterrestrials, star seeds, and alien civilizations. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Let's start with how I would have reacted to this episode 10 years ago. I would have been like, aliens don't exist. They're just in movies. And if there is any other life anywhere, then it's definitely not as conscious as we are. 
that was my belief. I thought that we as humans are the most intelligent race in this entire universe. <laughs> Such big ego, <laughs> right? Such big ego. And now I'm here 10 years later channeling extraterrestrials on a regular basis, literally being in contact with extraterrestrials on a daily basis because they're part of my spirit team. Versions of myself living in an extraterrestrial body. And since outside of my body there is no time and space, I can connect with these versions of myself and I can learn from them and I can call them in. And they help me remember certain gifts and powers and embody certain energies that maybe me as human, Hannah, would be too scared to embody. For example, I have my Lyran self, Lana. Lyrans are half lion, half human, or humanoid cats. And so in that lifetime, I was the daughter of a leader about to step onto the throne, so to speak, and lead my people. And whenever I need to roar, whenever I need to set boundaries and take on leadership, that's when I call upon her. Then I have my other extraterrestrial guide. Her name is Grace, and she is my Arcturian self. And I call upon her in regards to astrology or source codes that I'm downloading from her. And also she was the mother of Orion, who is now incarnated as my son, Jacob Orion. So literally going from aliens don't exist to, yeah, I'm working with them on a regular basis. <laughs> They're part of my spirit team. And one of my alien sons actually reincarnated into this lifetime as my human son. <laughs> And I don't know where you're at on your spiritual journey, and this might sound completely out of the box and crazy to you. And if that is the case, then I totally get it because I've been there. Or you have maybe had already experiences with aliens. Or you may just be like, yeah, the universe is so vast. Obviously, there is more conscious life forms than just us humans. No matter where you're at, I invite you to sit back and let's just dive into a little piece of what I've learned from these last years of channeling extraterrestrials and what has come through. And you just take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. <laughs> so the first time... Hmm. I can't even really say a first time where I've channeled an extraterrestrial. My channel started opening up in my last seven year. So right now I'm again in a seven year. So nine years ago, that's when my channel started to opening up. And that's when I had my first out-of-body experience. And really after that out-of-body experience is when I started channeling on a regular basis. 
So I talk about that in the other episodes. Um, I want to say about what happens after death. That's when I share about my out-of-body experience, my first one. And since then, I've been on astral travels on a regular basis and um, started channeling extraterrestrials. And then uh, about one and a half years ago, I started taking my clients onto astral travels. And a lot of them have channeled an extraterrestrial life of theirs, which has been super fascinating to astral travel to different planets and societies, civilizations, life forms that are so different from the world that we know here on earth and it's really beautiful too to help them establish a channel to their guide to their extraterrestrial guide and allow them to receive downloads and in turn help them in their civilization as well you know it's always a it's always a give and take with spirit guides it's always you give something back to them as well. They experience life through you as well. I talk about spirit guides and spirit attachments, you know, being aware of like which guides are good for you and which aren't um, in the episode spirit team versus spirit attachment. But in this episode, I kind of want to just start with what I've learned from these last almost nine years of channeling extraterrestrials. And it's gotten a lot more um, intense these last few years. You know, it started out slowly and then it became a regular and now it's a daily thing for me. And if there's any day where I'm not feeling it, where I haven't channeled them or been in contact with them, it feels very weird. (laughs) It feels like a very lonely existence. <laughs> so I'm a starseed. And you've probably heard a lot about starseeds. That, you know, going into the age of Aquarius, that is a topic that is coming up more and more for people. And especially if you've been finding yourself kind of questioning humans and really asking yourself, what the fuck is going on in society? Everything is backwards. Our healthcare system is backwards. Our financial system, banking, our political system, all corrupt and backwards. You may think like, I don't know, but for me it was like, I wasn't really proud of being human. <laughs> you know, There was definitely a time where I was like, why are we doing what we're doing? And when I started realizing that the reason why I'm not really feeling so deeply connected to my human self is because I've had a lot of other lifetimes in other bodies that my soul remembers. Some of those bodies were able to fly, like my avian, blue avian lifetime where I was a bird person. (laughs) And I miss those times. I miss those times. But whenever I still travel, I I like to go to those times where I can fly because it brings back the memories and it brings back, you know, that feeling of flying. Freedom, liberation. Oh, that bird's eye view. I love it so much. So Mia is my spirit guide from my blue avian uh, lifetime. And 
ultimately what I've come to realize is that there are literally like almost any being that you can find on earth has like an extraterrestrial race behind it. That's what I found in my research. Like there, you know, you see cats and they are cat people. You see dogs, they're dog people. You know, we are monkey people, basically. I'm just saying this like super, super simplified. So I'm not going to give you like any scientific uh, words for this. I'm just super, super simplify this process. But basically what happened at some point was a DNA um, experiment with DNAs between uh, animals and beings that are kind of looking humanoid and they've experimented with different um, merging of DNA and I'm talking about like when the first humans walked on earth and there were different homo types some experiments worked out and some didn't and the homo sapiens was the one that worked out but ultimately, the experiment was between an ape and a being. Yeah, so we become an ape person. And so these experiments have also been done with fish people, mermaids, you know, elephant people, you know, Ganesh, God Ganesh, a super famous elephant person, dog people. You have Anubis, who is a dog god half dog, half human, you have the cat person, Sekhmet, goddess Sekhmet, for example, you have um, Thoth, who is half bird, half person. So we have these depictions of our ancient civilizations that have shown us that there were other species of people living here on Earth. I've even had astral travels where I would go back in time, and we've actually had a time where we would walk the earth together cat people dog people elephant people all these different versions we've walked the earth together and we were friends and then the split happened and the veil started to come about where the extraterrestrials chose to not be visible in our lives anymore for us to really develop ourselves in consciousness to get to, you know, that solar plexus consciousness. <laughs> and that's also the place where we think we're the most conscious being on earth. And now we're, you know, moving into the heart chakra consciousness and then into the throat and into the third eye. And we're starting to become older and older in our souls, remembering more and more of our lifetimes, remembering more and more of our past, our true past, not the history, but our story that goes beyond what we have learned in school. If you've been watching Ancient Aliens or Gaia TV, you know there's so much more evidence out there that civilizations have been, first of all, ancient civilizations have been very intelligent and deeply connected to source and intuition and very likely have been connected to extraterrestrials. And also, at the same time that ancient civilizations are much older, way before we thought the first human roamed the earth. So 
those are just pieces. I'm not going to go too deep into that. I'm not an expert in that field. So I really refer you to Ancient Aliens and Gaia TV. Those are, there are some experts featured in them. Erich von Deniken is one of them that I highly recommend checking out. He's been really looking into the ancient sites and has done incredible research in regards to extraterrestrials. So that being said, the ancient civilizations have been working hand in hand with extraterrestrials. We kind of lost that knowledge and, you know, we've moved on in our soul consciousness, in our evolution to kind of figure out who we are on our own first. It's kind of that teenage phase that we're in as humans, you know, kind of getting away from our parents, splitting away and doing our own thing and thinking we're the greatest. And now we're moving more and more into the adulthood of our soul and realizing, oh, wow, we actually do have parents that have created us. There are higher conscious beings that have created our human form. And um, because it's not just evolution, right? So I came from this place in uh, the past where I would make fun of my religious grandma who thought that we would come from Adam and Eve and God created us. And I was like, you know, obviously we come from evolution. And and now throughout this time, I realized it's a, it's a combination between creation and evolution. Evolution, yes, happens. Obviously, we can see it scientifically. And at the same time, creation happens as well. That is that DNA experiment. The evolution is basically helped out. <laughs> and uh, there's also proof of a step evolution, like ancient civilizations suddenly knew how to write, suddenly knew how to make fire, suddenly knew how to make mathematics. Like there were certain pieces that came out of nowhere without you necessarily seeing the proof that it was a constant evolution. It was more like a step evolution. So there was some sort of interaction with another higher conscious being that was giving them the downloads to then spread that into their world. And that is something that has been happening for a long time. And even even with the innovations right now, a lot of these ideas that we're receiving, inspiration, spirit coming in, we're literally channeling. You know, you may think that this idea that you have is coming from you, but it's actually coming from a higher conscious being that has planted this idea inside of you, which is also part of you, you know, in a, in a big picture. We are all one. And at the same time, it's not you. <laughs> so that that just puts a whole different level onto our creative self-expression as well, because we don't have to be so attached to our ideas and copyright them. And, you know, we're, we're living in this world where it's like, this is my idea. But then we get so surprised that someone else on the other side of the world has the same idea, seemingly unrelated. And it's just that we are receiving these inspirations, spirit coming in through our channel. And then it just, you know, it's like seeds that they're planting inside of us. And then it's up to us. What do we do with those seeds? Are we just kind of keeping them to ourselves or are we planting them in fertile soil and nourish them and allow them to grow into a tree that will serve our people ultimately? And those are the people that are successful in their creations and bringing those inspirations to life. Having the inspirations and the ideas is not hard. 
but putting them into reality, manifesting them into the reality, that is the key. And that's something that I'm really focusing on with my clients as well. It's not just about, you know, let's just experience past lives or parallel lifetimes as an extraterrestrial. Because yeah, it's fun and games, whatever, but what do I do with it? How is that valid? How is that helping my life? How does that make my world better? How does that my make the lives of my people better? Because I'm working with leaders, you know, I'm working with witches and healers and priestesses and medicine women and warrior women and a lot of starseeds who are here to fulfill a big soul mission and who are here to lead their people. And so I am guiding them to to really channel these other versions of themselves to remember those gifts and powers so that they can use the ideas and inspiration that is coming through the channel and manifest that into reality and really apply it into their grounded 3D realm that they're living in as humans. And that is super important for us, especially during this transforming time that we're living in, going in between ages. We cannot just have all the spiritual experiences and all these, you know, psychedelic fun experiences and then not integrate them. You know, the integration process is so important. Integration means that you're actually applying this knowledge. You're actually embodying what you've just experienced. And that's what I'm helping people with because through that integration process, the manifestation happens of that next level that we desire to manifest. And so... Just a little side note, <laughs> as you notice, I'm very passionate about that because I was also shamed for this in the past that people would tell me, you know, because I've been astral traveling since I'm a little kid and I didn't know really what I was doing, but I would be sharing with my parents or my friends and they would just be like, that's just in your imagination, like basically saying that's not valid. It doesn't apply for anything. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like such deep knowledge and wisdom that I want to share. How does that not apply to you? How do you not see the correlation and the importance of that? And I realized how this is why I've come here into this lifetime to ground down the spiritual knowledge, to help people integrate what they've experienced in the in a paranormal, in a spiritual realm so that um, we can really ground that into our society right now because we need it. We definitely need those, those experiences from other ancient or modern civilizations, just extraterrestrial civilizations and how they've set up certain parts in their society and how it's working a lot better. Not necessarily. I'm not saying that every extraterrestrial is a higher conscious being than we are. There are definitely lower conscious beings as well. Um, but the ones that I'm working with are the higher conscious beings. <laughs> now that we've established that there are basically versions of every animal that we see here as an extraterrestrial as well, some sort of humanoid form of it, I also want to add that not everything is carbon-based in the way that we are used to here on Earth. Some forms are gas, are, are based on, on gas, especially like beings that come from a gas planet. And they just are like air, mental images, basically, or sacred geometry forms. And there are beings 
in themselves. Like I have one client who comes from one of those civilizations and she remembered being a sacred geometry form and interacting with other sacred geometry forms and she's downloaded a lot of information from them so it's been so fascinating to just be able to open our minds to whatever is possible because it's literally there are infinite possibilities life is uh, so playful in its creations and it creates and creates And then some things last longer and go deeper and others die out and go extinct. And that's just part of the life cycle. Um, But ultimately, we're all souls and we choose which form we want to take on in the scheme of life. So we are, some of us are multiplayers, playing multiple games at the same time. Probably you listening to the Sacred Sister podcast, you are one of them because you are more open-minded to what is possible. And the reason for that is because your soul is not just remembering this one human lifetime of yours. You're not just in this YOLO kind of state of mind. I was. I was. And I wouldn't have listened to Sacred Sister podcast in that state of mind. So that's why (laughs) I know that uh, me talking to you, you, you're probably already like your soul is remembering you know i'm I'm saying these things and you're like yes i'm remembering i mean even even mermaids you know i've oh my gosh these last two years i started to at first she came to me like two years ago i did um some lsd and that was the first time i was i touched my husband and bang, I was transported into this other lifetime of me as a mermaid. Being on this rock, there was a stormy ocean, my hair was long, I had this beautiful, my my body, my upper body was humanoid, like I had breasts, I didn't wear a seashell bra, I just had my breasts be wild and free. And then my lower body was fish-like and I had these beautiful scales in like blues and turquoise oh beautiful colors shimmering in the light in uh in the moonlight it was oh my gosh just such a beautiful scene and everything flooded back in like as a memory that was not just like a dream, you know, like a just some some random piece that came through. Like I felt it deep in my bones and my soul that that was part of me. That was who I was, and so I actually met her um, a few weeks ago in one of our soul uh, school of sorcery astral travels. It's really fun. We're going on regular astral travels in the school of sorcery, and I'm doing the group hypnosis. And as I am hypnotizing them I'm also hypnotizing myself so I'm like in it and I'm having my own experience so each time I'm going on astral travels one of the pieces that we've had in the last astral travel was we're adding a new guide onto our spirit team that is serving us and implementing and manifesting our intention and that's when the mermaid actually came through and she told me her name was Ava like Abba actually yeah, she told me drink water, drink water with minerals, all these, like she told me like all these different action guides that I need to feel into. And she has this power of trust and compassion. And I would embody her and like really feel into 
oh, just like swimming in the ocean, being so playful and being able to breathe underwater. Oh, it's like such a dream. It's so much fun because when you are still travel, your brain is still picking up everything that your astral body is experiencing, just as if your physical body would experience it. So for your brain, it doesn't make any difference if you're astral traveling or if you're physically traveling. The fun part about astral traveling is that you can do it at home from the comfort of your own bed <laughs> and it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to pack any suitcases and you can just go there instantly. And then it was so fun because after the Estelle travel, I would go downstairs and give myself a glass of water. And then I remembered that I bought this mineral bottle a while ago, like a bottle full of trace minerals. And I uh, sprinkled some of those trace minerals into my glass of water. <laughs> and I look at the bottle and on the bottle, it says AVA. A-V-A, which stands for American Vegan Association. But that was literally my mermaid's name. <laughs> this is where I've learned a lot from the extraterrestrial beings. First of all, anything is possible. And, and really tuning into those versions of ourselves help us to embody pieces of ourselves that we may usually not be comfortable with expressing in this human form. You know, just like I said, with the, the anger, maybe the more powerful leadership that I received from Lana or all these astrology and source code downloads that I've received from Grace. Like, like yes, I learned astrology from the ground up with through the American Federation of Astrologers. I got certified, read a bunch of books about it and really, you know, studied hard for those two eight-hour exams. But a lot of my interpretation and and that knowledge of each of the energies embodied of each of the archetypes, that's actually coming from grace. That's actually coming from my Arcturian self. So my spirit guides have been my greatest teachers. They really have been, they really are. And I, you know, it's such a passion of mine to help people like you to connect to their spirit team and to those versions of yourself that are, embodying pieces that you desire to embody in this lifetime and that can help you with it so i wouldn't be able to like finish this episode without mentioning reptilians one of the races that we hear about a lot especially in like a negative sense and i want to share a little piece about that too because i've channeled a reptilian probably like four years ago and I've never openly discussed this or um, said anything about it because for the longest time I was thinking, I don't know, they're going to think I'm crazy <laughs> or is the world ready for this information yet? <laughs> but the world is ready. It was just me not fully embodied in my truth, let's be honest. I was just too scared to fully come out of the closet of how out of the box I really am <laughs> so um yeah here it is I'm gonna share it right now so what this reptilian said to me and I channeled 
him, her, it was kind of like a, they were kind of like switching back and forth. So sometimes this can happen with extraterrestrials too, that they don't necessarily have a certain gender or certain sex and they um, show themselves in different versions depending on what they want to explain to you. And, um, but I'm going to say she, because in that moment, she actually came in as a female and I forgot her name, but I channeled her through automatic writing. So for those of you who don't know automatic writing, it's basically you take a pen and paper or on your laptop. I like to close my eyes, just take a deep breath and then just start writing, like asking questions. Like usually I am connecting myself to source and um, to my star chakra to like really allow that channel to be open. That's what I do in my school of sorcery students and all my clients as well. Just opening up the channel and then allow the information to flow through me. And then I only invite beings from a place of love and light because I'm not interested in channeling any demons <laughs> at this point in my life. Um, so I channeled this reptilian being and I was really surprised because you know what I've heard about reptilians is that they are abusing humans and basically torturing us and you know feeding off of us and she told me that that's true <laughs> she told me that reptilians are using humans similarly to how we are using animals and that it's actually a very similar kind of outlook a very similar energy that is happening on their planet versus earth because we're starting to have the animal rights movement more and more people decide not to eat animals or to be very conscious of how these animals were raised getting away from the factory farming and seeing animals as objects but rather start seeing them as subjects, seeing them as conscious beings who have a right to live and who are evolving as well, just as we are evolving. And so she was telling me that this is basically how reptilians have looked down onto humans. Humans have been they've been feeding off of us they've been using us as resources for their energies and especially when we are in states of fear and separation and despair that's when they can really feed off of that drama <laughs> and that's like their battery basically and you know just as we feed off of animals and farm them they've been farming us and so then she said, since we are starting now in this on Earth, we have this animal rights movement, they have, um, but the reptilians, they have the human rights movement that is going on. And so the human rights movement is a group of people, a group of reptilians that are here to liberate humans and are seeing humans as conscious beings and want to stop farming and using humans for their own benefit but rather see humans as equals and start working with them and collaborating with them and that's the group that she was from that's why she reached out to me 
maybe a few months ago, I had to um, burn a spirit attachment because there was a reptilian attached to me that was not evolved, that was not on the uh, human liberation timeline just yet, but rather still stuck in the old paradigm of uh, abusing humans. And I've actually went to that life form and saw what was happening and what is happening in a lot of our elite circles. They're being basically subconsciously raped by reptilians. I've seen some people in the public eye in particular, I'm not going to name them, um, but yeah, they're being raped. And it kind of shifted my perspective on them. Like I actually started to have more compassion towards them and started to understand why they were doing these things to humans. Um, because they're not innately evil. It's like a trauma response to what is going on in their subconscious. And they are probably not even aware. I don't know how conscious they are of the contract that they have made with the reptilian. I don't know how consciously they got into the contract. But they're, yeah. You know, kind of like when you say you you, you sold your soul to the devil. You know, the devil is um, sometimes also depicted as a reptilian type. Those kind of sayings could potentially even come from that time where we can make these um, contracts with spirits that are not serving the highest good, but rather serves one more than the other and is abusing the other. These toxic attachments are a piece that I'm working with as well and I'm really aware whenever something wants to attach to me that I'm cleansing it. And also with my clients, I just had, um, I just cleansed one of my clients and through her, she also cleansed her partner's spirit attachment. And she says, like, literally everything changed in her life. She says, it's just been amazing. He's his old self. None of the harsh things he had been doing are happening now. I can feel his walls down so crazy the difference it's so much more enjoyable i would get crazy anxiety um but it's been a whole new world and everything's shifting everything's settling into a new beautiful flow i seriously feel like i'm living in a new reality it's wild both attachments were ruining our lives things are light and fun again so i talk about more spirit attachment in the other episode but i just want to mention it here too because it is coming up or it came up for me in, in particular with that reptilian life form and that was actually a past life or a parallel lifetime of myself yeah that was just like not conscious and I was like I don't want to connect with that part of myself because that's not going to be you know I can send compassion to it and I did and I you know I helped that version of myself heal and find a human uh, activism group basically to be a part of but I still had to burn the attachment to the unconscious version of that life form does that make sense <laughs> 
it might be a little wild to think about all these concepts if it's not something that you're regularly thinking about like me. Um, but space and time is something we can travel outside of this body and you can literally even with spirits from loved ones who have crossed over you can connect with them right after they crossed over or you can connect with a version of them after they've already ascended to quote-unquote heaven and they are spirit guides now you know so you can connect with two different versions of them or like several different versions for that matter so But yeah, that was, that's what's happening with the reptilians. And isn't that fascinating? Isn't that fascinating to think that we have this power in ourselves to like, how do I treat animals? How do I treat lower conscious beings? And this is how we are being treated too. You know, what you put out, you receive. And it's like, whatever, however we treat lower conscious beings is how higher conscious beings are treating us. And so in order for us to really free ourselves from the reptilian control that we're experiencing is about us, you know, not just becoming aware of our own powers, but also realizing with power, with great power comes great responsibility. And how am I using my power right now? How am I inflicting harm onto other lower conscious beings? And if there's a way to inflict less harm, then that's the way to go. And there's always a way. It might be inconvenient at first, but there's always a way. And ultimately that is growth and ultimately that is going to help with the human evolution. Ah, isn't that beautiful how we have as an individual such a deep power of where the collective is heading to? It's not something outside of ourselves. We are a part of the collective. Our energy matters. And what we're moving through is what the collective is moving through as well. And if more and more people are moving through the same thing as we are, we're shifting the move of the collective. This is the power that we have as leaders of our people. And if you are feeling that you are a leader, but you don't know who your people are yet, that you are here to serve then this is a beautiful prompt for you to really tune in and see who's reaching out to you for advice, who's reaching out to you to need support, who are these people, what are they going through? And I, I, I prompt you to allow yourself to feel into stepping into that servant leadership and seeing how you can serve your people because you're listening to this episode, chances are you're an old soul. Chances are high you've come here with a big soul mission. Chances are high that you are here to lead your people. And that doesn't matter if that's your family, you know, your two kids and you're the leader of them, or if you're leading 12 people, or if you're leading a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand people, it doesn't matter you are a leader. And as a leader, you're stepping into this more empowered version of yourself. And part of that is remembering who you truly are as a multidimensional self. And this is what the power is when we are astral traveling into these different lifetimes of ours. We're remembering who we are and what is possible. And it helps us detach from our human humanness in the most positive way because sometimes we can get so stuck into the in the human drama of things 
And we can get so stuck into in, in the responsibilities and the burdens and the fears and the worries and anxieties and whatever. And when we tune out of that, we're like, oh, wow, we're a multidimensional being. And this is just one out of many lifetimes. And I can actually channel these energies from my other lifetimes, for example, as an extraterrestrial, to help me now in this lifetime to increase my value, to increase my way of shining my light and to serve my people on a, on a higher level. It's so beautiful. As I'm recording this, I'm looking out of the window and there were three planes. Oh, there's even another plane that is moving and they're creating a huge triangle in the sky. Up upward facing triangle which is the, the sign of fire spirit <laughs> i love it yeah this is it for this episode i mean there's so much more to touch upon even the grays oh my god i didn't even touch on the grays and like ufo abductions my times that I have been seeing spaceships in the past. Mm, maybe this is going to be another episode. I'll feel into that. But for now, this is it. <laughs> Let me know how this resonated with you. Write me on Instagram, either onto our Instagram at Sacred Sister Podcast or onto my personal one at Hanalina Christensen. And let me know, let me know your experiences, let me know what you've taken from this episode, let me know what it activated inside of you, if you've been maybe feeling into your starseed origins, maybe into the, being a Pleiadian or a Lyran or a Blue Avian or Mermaid, <laughs> or I even had um, clients that were like a half dragon type. There are just so many different versions that we can tune into and knowing that they have roamed the earth already and knowing that they are so close with us and they are reaching out to us and they are, they are guiding us. Like, yes, there are extraterrestrial life forms that are, you know, taking advantage of us, but there are so many more that are actually guiding us and protecting us. And to know that we are not just some random rock floating through space, but we actually have spaceships around and there are beings in other dimensions. I mean, they are interdimensional beings, so we don't necessarily see them in the 3D realm. But there are beings around us that are guiding us and supporting us and and protecting earth from getting hit by asteroids for example or um, from getting overcome by an alien force you know they are helping us awaken inside of us and i think a big piece of what i've downloaded is that they want us to do the work they don't want to come in as the saviors but rather realizing how we are gods ourselves how we are gods and goddesses how we are multidimensional beings and that is part of the age of aquarius we're no longer waiting for that pisces savior 
We're no longer the victims of what is happening in our lives, but we are actually taking responsibility for it. We're taking leadership for it. And we're seeing how all these pieces that we are experiencing are ways for us to integrate traumas and not just for ourselves and for our ancestors, but also for the future generations and for our collective. You know, the inner work that we're doing, we're not just doing it for ourselves, but it's rippling outwardly to the people that we are meeting on a regular basis and and just our ener energy embodied is already rippling outward and it's shifting and impacting the world around us. So these pieces of awareness as a multidimensional self is not only transforming your own life, but also impacting the life of your loved ones and the evolution of humanity. Deep, deep stuff here. <laughs> right around Scorpio solar eclipse, really letting you know some of that, some of that depth. Some of the depth of your soul. You're so much deeper. We're so much deeper than we think we are. <laughs> the roots are so much deeper. But um, that's it for me. And I hope you're having a wonderful rest of your day. And I wish that you are... Well, my prayer for you is may you allow yourself to remember who you are and may whatever star family is ready to connect with you reach out to you and may you be aware of that message in whatever way it may come to you <sighs> love you so much Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm, thank you so much for listening to this episode today, beloved. If it resonated with you, we ask you to please share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, life, and growth. And another way to show your love and support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from and if you hang out on instagram and your feed is in need of more uplifting and conscious spiritual content follow us at sacred sister podcast so with that being said we hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you in the next episode namaste beloved bye